Welcome to Glow Radio. This is the Rich Bitch Academy for all baddies who want to glow the fuck up. I'm your host, Jacqueline Sun. I'm a wealth astrologer and business coach for luxury entrepreneurs. You can expect raw and unfiltered conversations about how to embrace a rich CEO mindset. We will discuss everything including business, astrology, manifestation, human design, and more. It's time to break off limiting beliefs and free your best self. Let's secure the bag. Hello everyone, welcome to Glow Radio. I have a super exciting guest with me today, Elisa. She is a globally acclaimed energy intuitive, near-death survivor and transformational teacher. She is also a Virgo sun, Cancer moon, Pisces rising, and a 3-5 generator in human design. So I'm so excited to dive into our conversation today. Thank you for joining me. You're so welcome. It's great to be here, Jacqueline. Awesome. So I'm so excited to get to know you more. Let's just start off with you telling your long story. How did you get to where you are today and into the work that you do? Well, that is a long story. So I want to, <laughs> I want to just, I'll, I'll shorten it down. So I dropped out of high school when I was 14 and I didn't understand why until years later, but I did. And I went to work right away and I got, I ended up getting a job in corporate America as a trainer, a sales trainer and a management coach, even with my dropping out of high school, unbelievably. And so I did that for many, many years. I worked at a Fortune 100 tech company. I got um, a, a lot of great knowledge and I got to teach a lot of great things. And I loved teaching. I loved training. I loved being in the classroom. And I eventually got promoted out of the classroom where I got really, really sick. And it was so much stress. I call it the corporate gray cubicle of death. And for me, it literally was. Um, and I just didn't know how to manage the stress and the overwhelm. And my body got really sick. And I got really sick. And I started seeking out doctors and all the things. And I ended up getting so sick with a couple of uh, pretty serious diseases that I ended up having to leave corporate America and go on social security and fight for my life, which I did for, gosh, many, many years. And it wasn't until one day where I had had so much medication pumped into my body. I was on pick lines. I weighed 240 pounds. I used a walker to get around. And I literally would sit in the doctor's chair every day infusing with medications to cure these diseases. And one day it was just too much. And I died from a fatal overdose cocktail of the medicines that were trying to help me. And when I woke up from that, I realized that what I was doing was not working. <laughs> and I had to go and heal my life. And so I did. I set out on a journey. It was about a five to six year journey of incorporating my near-death experience and healing all of the, the life trauma stuff that I had never really dealt with that I sort of had just packed away and tucked away and overworked myself and smoked and drank away. And so I had to actually deal with it and heal that. 
And I always say, you know, when you break into a million pieces and put yourself back together, you're just not going to be the same person. And so that's what happened to me. But through the course of that time, I realized that I love speaking. I love teaching that I am here to, I think, just be a stand for what is possible for people that we all have the same, many of the same innate skills, gifts, and talents as human beings. These super high vibration skills and talents that get, get turned off very early in life. And so I'm just here as a stand for people to step up into their fullness, in their full vibration, in their full gifts and talents and skills to understand that you have a bigger master plan that's included in the stars and you you pick that journey and you actually pick the lessons and we get to work through that consciously if we choose to. So yeah, that's, that's basically how I got here and now I just get to do this work every day, um, mostly, you know, with um, entrepreneurs, but I also have a following of people, seekers, people that I just had a person today reach out to me who's a next door neighbor who's in corporate America that said, I, you know, I need help and I think you can help me. I think I'm a light worker and he's in his 60s, right? So it's amazing to see the people that are coming online that really understand oh wait no I am a light worker I'm here and I've had all this false identity and false programming and I want to unpack from that so that's my story that's amazing I feel like it's always those like crazy life experiences that kind of change the whole trajectory of everything and it sounds like you went through just an intense wild experience there I feel like just just looking at your astrology what you said about how you you feel like you're here to just teach all these things that you've learned is so aligned with your midheaven in Sagittarius I don't know if you're familiar with that but just like how you're supposed to be in your career your reputation so definitely very very aligned and I'm very curious so were you always kind of, did you know about spirituality or how did you get into that? Like all the trauma healing work, how are you introduced to it? Mm, well, this is kind of fascinating. So when I grew up, um, we were very religious. In fact, my dad, when he was in his um, late teens and 20s, actually was studying and mentoring with Billy Graham, so a Christian mm -hmm. big figure, right? And my dad was being groomed to be like the next one to take over that um, and be, you know, like a televangelist basically. So it's kind of in my DNA and I grew up at, at church, I would sing on stage, I would, you know, travel and do these mission trips. And at a very early age, we went over to Thailand. I was 12 and I was told, you know, all these stories about religion and you had to believe a certain way or else you were going to a certain place. <laughs> and I met these beautiful Thai people who had never heard of Jesus or anything like that. And I remember asking the pastor that we were with, I said, you know, hey, so you're telling me that these people who are brilliant and I could feel at 12, their hearts were wide open and so connected and in tune and in touch with the skills that I knew I had, but I didn't have words for them yet, like the intuitive gifts and all of those things, but they, I could see they had them. And I asked, you know, this pastor, I said, so you're telling me that they're not gonna get to heaven? And he's like, 
yeah, that's what I'm telling you. And so it was kind of those early moments where I realized, okay, my religion isn't doing it for me. And I literally stepped away from spirit, uh, from religion, but I moved into spirituality. And I was very much curious with um, oracle cards and crystals and all of that. And I studied Reiki in my 20s. And I, and I didn't ever really fully understand why I was so attracted to this spiritual sort of religious thing, but I knew it had to be different. I knew that I couldn't be aligned with the old religious ways. So I don't know if that answers your question at all, but it's been, I, I felt it in me for a very long, long time. Yeah, that's so interesting. I feel like that's, that's very relatable to me because I also grew up in a very, very Christian religious family. But yeah, one at one point, I just felt like it wasn't doing it for me. And that's when I kind of stepped into spirituality and figured out all these different other modalities. So what do you feel like is your or some of your favorite modalities for healing? Mm, oh my gosh, I love this question. So for me, um, you know, in my near-death experience, one of the things that was really installed out when I was out um, was sound frequency. And so I love working with sound frequency. I've got all my crystal sound healing bowls. I use a Tesla type frequency device with clients where I actually literally scan their frequency. They can see in real time what their frequency is. We should do it with you after. Yeah. Um, you can get a, get a printout of where your frequencies are strong and where they're out of balance. And then this machine sends you tones to help balance those frequencies. So I love sound frequency. I also love breath work because your body is the ultimate tuner, right? And so it's so cool. I do these events um, called quantum time jumping and it's a part of my, I have a certification course that I do called Divine Light Energy Healing. So the quantum time jumping is like a two days out of the certification process that's mm -hmm. longer. But in this process, I teach people how to use their breath and their voice to find where their bodies stored blocks and traumas so that they can one pinpoint where it's being stored. And then I guide them through a process where then they can get the exact moment where that imprint got imprinted and they can start to heal from it and rewire it. So those are some of my favorite healing tools, but I also love, to your point, astrology and human design and gene keys because I think there's so much value in knowing the lessons that you picked in your life's plan to work on and to know, oh, am I in the shadow of this? Am I working the shadow side of this? Or am I in the gifts of this? And how can I use my gifts more fully? And how can I notice when I may be working maybe a polarity? Because, right, I'm a Virgo. So Virgos have a polarity. We can be a perfectionist to a T and that can really work against us. But we can also be like really well organized and really... Um, you know, not so much methodical, but but supported and grounded in bringing something through. And so I had to move from my shadow side of I need it to be perfect before it gets out there to that connected, grounded, let's pull it through and bring it out into the world. So I love astrology for that too, um, as a healing tool for people so that they can understand themselves. Totally. I love it. I'm a big fan of sound healing. 
I feel like just you being a Pisces rising, like usually Pisces are very attracted to that kind of modality. I'm a Pisces sun, so definitely into all that. And what you said about Virgo, oh my goodness. Like I have a Virgo moon and I feel like the Virgo shadow tendencies has definitely been some of the hardest to overcome that like nitpicky perfectionism has been been challenging for sure. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's totally. The Virgo thing. But then what's so cool when you know that, oh, I can be onto myself and I can move into something higher. And I think that's so valuable for people to just understand, okay, this is a part of your personality and you can move into working with it in a different way. That's more positive. For sure. For sure. So I'm also curious for your business that you are doing right now, how did that all begin? How did you first start working with clients? Tell us all about that. Oh, great question. So, you know, after my whole journey, I had started working with a health coach to get healthy. And I actually started out as a health coach. And I went to nutrition school, I started health coaching, and I started speaking. And in that speak, because I'm a natural speaker, that's what I do, you know, that's what I did have always done. <laughs> so I started speaking a lot. <clears throat> and all of my health coach friends, said to me, well, how are you, how do you have a thriving business already? How are you already making six figures? How are you doing it? Like, that's kind of weird to us. What are you doing? And so I had a, a coach one day say, I think you should have to teach what you're doing. I think you should really let people know. So I developed another company called Get Clients With Speaking. <clears throat> and I did get clients with speaking for many years, and I taught uh, entrepreneurs, coaches how to use speaking in their natural voice, right? Virgo and Mercury communication, how to use that natural voice to attract their ideal clients. And then I hit a point in 2017, and I'd be curious to know if your listeners felt that too, because in 2017, there was a huge ascension wave of awakening to a next level of evolution. And so I hit that and I realized, ooh, yes, I can still talk about speaking. I can still talk to entrepreneurs, but I want to be having a different conversation about ascension, about awakening, about lifting up in vibration and frequency. And so I pivoted my message once again to help people really understand that they can be the divine creator of their life, that they can activate all of these divine gifts, skills, and talents. My work now with entrepreneurs specifically is to help people really own and claim their big activation that they do for people. So for example, for you, I'm just going to take a stab here, but I'm guessing that one of the things you help activate in people is to really own and claim their birth data and all of who they are and turn that online and operate from their, you know, their gifts and understand their human design so that they don't have to fight against themselves. Right. And so, you know, I, I might have another client whose gift is turning on sacred sexuality in a client and like activating them to be in their fullness. I have another client who activates their avatar selves. So my work is to help leaders, light leaders, entrepreneurs really own what they help others to activate. And my gifts with every, like the people, the regular folks that come to me that maybe don't have a business or they're in corporate America is to just own and claim their own innate healing and gifts and talents of which people have so many 
they've just blocked over the years. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's about unpacking those false identities so that they can really return to who they truly are, which for me is a multidimensional cosmic, you know, being of the universe. Amazing. I love that. I feel like you were definitely very on point. That's like what I help my clients with. Like your, your Pisces intuition is definitely on point. So yeah, I love people. I love helping people realize their worth and just what they were meant to do with their purpose and their path. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then like own fully owning and claiming and activating that. And when an, a business owner works with the quantum field and they step into every session going, I help this client activate whatever that is. And then the quantum field gets charged with all those particles because you are really fully stepped into that. It's such, I bet your clients experience such powerful transformations and healing and evolution because you're so embodied in that activation for people. Thank you. Yeah, totally. It's all, yeah, all working together. And I, I love that you mentioned ascension because I feel like this has definitely been like a common theme for me as of late the last few years. And I'm curious to get your take on this or your experience. When I feel like when we're going through a lot of ascension, we can feel a lot of physical symptoms as we're going through it. Um, what's your like experience with that? Or how do you usually help uh, people ease that process? This is a great question. And I have a really different take on ascension symptoms than most people. So, you know, first of all, I always say, make sure what, you know, tune into what's resonating for you most here. Um, my take is that we get symptoms when the body's out of balance mm -hmm. with what the environment is so, or what the request from the environment is. So when you are, whenever you're feeling symptoms, my first thought is to ask the body, what is it needing? Because I don't necessarily think ascension symptoms have to be, I rarely get them. But then there's people that get a lot of them. However, I lead a different life than most people. Okay. I don't watch the box. You know what I'm saying? The TV. I don't watch yeah. the TV. Haven't for years. I don't drink or do drugs of any kind. I put only pure, clean stuff into my body and I make a practice of that. I don't eat foods in a package. You know, if it comes from a package, I just don't eat it. So... I think for me, when I'm seeing somebody who's experiencing a lot of ascension symptoms, I'm going to ask them questions like, how are you nourishing your body? Is your body asking for a different nourishment? Is your body asking you for something different than what you're currently doing with it? Because all it's trying to do is show you where it's out of balance from the higher frequency. And so a lot of times when the higher frequency energies are coming in, right? We need to give ourselves some time to attune to that. And you might need, for example, a lot more water than normal, or you might need a lot more minerals. Most people are drastically under mineralized. And that's a huge part of why it feels so bad to the body because the body can't communicate with the high frequency. A lot of people are undergrounded. If you were to plug your computer into a wall socket without having the grounding connection, you would fry your computer. And we are electromagnetic beings. And so most people that I speak to really 
don't come in contact with the earth all that much, you know, or maybe if they do, it's for 10 minutes a day. And as a physical human being, we were meant to walk around on the earth in direct contact with it. And so we're not getting the time to offer release the amount of energetics that are coming through. So I kind of like to ask people, you know, are you getting grounded? How are you with your minerals? How are with you? How are you with your food? Sometimes people, if they're experiencing a lot of symptoms, they might actually need to eat a lot of a different type of food, um, or you know, really switch things up. Sometimes it's weird stuff. Sometimes it's more meat. Sometimes it's more salt. It's because the body really needs a different protein amino acid profile to help the connections and help the communication. So that's my take on it. My take ultimately is you don't have to experience the symptoms. It's because you're not acclimatized and doing what's required for the environment, right? It's just like if I shot you down into the depths of the ocean without giving you a chance to acclimatize and clear your ears and attune, you would feel symptomatic. Same thing if I shot you up into the atmosphere above where you could breathe. If I didn't give you some extra tools and resources up there, you wouldn't be able to breathe. So it's kind of the same thing with all these energies coming down is we just have to ask our body, what does it really need? And doing the same old plan usually doesn't work. That is so interesting. I feel like I, yeah, I'm glad you shared that because I feel like that does open a new perspective to this. I find that now that you mentioned about like being grounded and things like that. When, when I first started my spiritual journey, that was when all the trauma was coming up, like everything that was suppressed and my body was just freaking out. And I was still living in, in the city, Vancouver. But recently in the last year, I moved to a smaller town on the island where I'm able to be with nature a lot more. And I feel like I don't really feel those symptoms as much as I used to when I was in the busy city. So yeah, that's very, very interesting. Yeah, it, you know, honestly, it just makes a huge difference. And even if you do live in a city, I just spent the winter in Canada and I had to do some really interesting things because it was a lot of snow and a lot of really quite frigid environments where my eyelashes would even freeze and so you couldn't I couldn't get into direct contact with the ground but I would go and hold a tree I just hold that tree and hug on it and thank it and ask it to help me release and that does form that grounding connection and that physically it's letting your electricity get grounded in and move out of your body because if you have too much electrical charge in your body you're going to feel not good <laughs> Totally. I'm here for what, it. And then what happens with most people is they're like, I don't feel good. Let me go eat something that uh, is comfort food. Let me drink, right? They're going to have an alcoholic drink or they're going to numb out in front of TV. And all of that is just going to also amplify the symptoms and make you feel even worse. So mm -hmm. it's a really interesting pathway to get tuned back into nature and what makes us feel good as human beings. And it's a commitment, you know? For sure. I love that. Yeah. I remember during a point in time when I was feeling very anxious, I would just go to a tree, put my hands on it, kind of soak it, you know, that Reiki energy. So definitely here for that. I, I want to also ask you, because I know you're very into manifestation and you, you help a lot of people with that. What is the process that usually take people through when they are trying to manifest something in their lives? Okay, this is great. So 
Um, I'd love to work with a personal example, um, but let's say, I'll just do a general one. Let's say you're trying to manifest a new house. So I like to get, you know, back to basics, get really specific on what you want to manifest. Um, I tend to use words like create instead of manifest mm -hmm. because I believe that you are a divine creator, that you are just an expression of divine source energy. That's my driving fundamental belief. And so as the creator of your life, I believe you can create anything that you want. What stands in the way of you being able to instantly manifest the things that you need is your beliefs. So I love to help people, first of all, understand what it is that they want. Truly, truly, truly what they want. The second thing that I do with people, especially when I'm working one-on-one, -on -one, is to see their energy and see where are you totally out of whack in the body with what it is that you're asking for? And here's what'll happen. So let's say somebody says, Alyssa, I'm gonna manifest a million dollars. I say, okay, great, let's do it, yeah, right? And then I'll say, okay, say that out loud. I'd like to manifest a million dollars. So I'll literally see and feel where it is in their body that that doesn't resonate with them. Mm -hmm. The problem with trying to manifest something that you don't already have is that most people, the, the energy of that, like I don't already have it, here's something that I want, it just keeps you in a loop. Now here's what's underneath that loop and here's what's really important if you guys hear nothing else today when it comes to manifesting or creating, hear this. We all have early childhood trauma, either capital T or little t trauma. And what gets in the way of you really being able to work with the field of energy and instantly create stuff is oftentimes that little T trauma. It's not oftentimes the big T trauma. So it's the little T trauma that gets in the way. And so what will happen, and I see this so much, is somebody will want to manifest something and they'll have this little T trauma that's playing out. And it sounds like I can never get what I want. I don't get my needs met. I ask for things and don't get them. And so part of manifesting is about understanding here's what I want and then going to unpack the false identity within yourself to be able to manifest on demand. Because what I see with manifesting is people will try, you know, they've read the law of attraction books. They've done the secret. They've done all the books and all the things and all the rituals and all the new moon burning of this and this stuff. Right. And they still can't manifest their way out of a paper bag mm -hmm. and or it's really sporadic, like they can manifest some stuff, but not the big stuff. Or they do a lot of contrast manifesting. I call this contrast manifesting where you say, I want to manifest a new house and you end up manifesting something that is Yes, you manifested a new house, but it's a problem house. It's like problem island. So for me with people, it's less of a like a one, two, three step process and more of a let's get really clear on what you want. Let's understand where your physical body's holding blocks that are keeping that from instantly coming in. And then let's do some key things that help your brain to rewire itself. I've got a free um, uh, training on this of how to rewire the brain to to manifest and it's literally working different parts of your brain your different centers so that your brain then has to align your reality with what you're manifesting 
but while it's a very easy process and anybody can do it, it's just as easy to manifest $3,000 or $3 million or um, a, you know, a quarter on the street. It's all the same. But what happens with most people is there's some weird belief stuff mm -hmm. that gets in the way that has to be unpacked at the end of the day before they can really get to what they want. And I personally find that's the coolest part of the journey because it's not ever the getting what you want. When most people get what they want, if they're constantly in that mode of like, well, I want to manifest this and I want to manifest that. Mm -hmm. When they manifest it, it's kind of like, okay, well, now what? Okay, well, big deal. So what starts to happen when you get good at manifesting is you realize it's not about the things that you say that you want. It's about who you're becoming on the journey. Mm -hmm. It's about who you be. It's about the radiation of your energy. It's about living a life where you can just trust and innately know that you're going to have your deepest needs met no matter what and becoming what I call the divine creator so that you can walk through life and realize I don't have to worry about this stuff. I am taken care of. I am supported. And what I want is in alignment with divine energy. And oftentimes that's the biggest thing is people are trying to manifest from the ego layer and what I can tell you from being a near-death survivor is that you get to take zero of it with you. <laughs> so that's my long rant. I love anyway. it. No, I feel like it's, it's always those subconscious pesky beliefs that are holding people back from what we want. So yes, definitely agree with all of that you just shared. And I, I, would, I wanted to ask you, what are some of your favorite things that you have created and manifested in your life? This episode is sponsored by My Creator Baddie Program. So the truth is that so many driven entrepreneurs struggle with figuring out the steps to create content that actually sells high ticket offers. You might be feeling burnt out from creating content, or you might feel paralyzed with fear and have no idea how to start with your content. Wherever you are right now, the Creator Baddie program is here to help you get closer to your dream life. Now I'm talking about that life where you wake up every single day feeling refreshed because you don't need to set an alarm because you are the boss. That life where you are allowed to take time off and travel whenever you want to because you have the financial freedom to do so. That life where you feel so fulfilled because you are getting paid to do something you would do for free. Now, I've totally been in your spot before as there have been times where I felt completely lost with my business and it seemed like I was speaking to no one when I showed up on social media. But then after a decade of struggle, things finally started making sense. I realized why I went through all those years of adversity and it was so that I could teach you what I know today. This is not a cookie cutter sales technique. As you will learn how to find your secret sauce using your astrology and human design and sell in a way that feels good for you. If you already have an online business, this program will teach you how to create better content to make those luxury sales. You don't need a bunch of fancy systems to call in more money. 
simple aligned content creation is all you need. If you are a new entrepreneur, this program will teach you how to build strong foundations and create the right content to build that life of freedom. So if this is calling to you, I invite you to join the Creator Baddie program. The link will be in the description and I cannot wait for you to begin. being able to live wherever I want, but I love to live in Hawaii. So being able to live in Hawaii, you know, I've manifested a couple houses here. And so, um, that's fun and fantastic to do. Um, you know, anything from cars to a lifestyle to money, you know, we could get into the numbers of that if you want to, but, um, you know, I think the biggest chunk of money I've ever manifested all at once was $500,000 just in a check, in a check wow. form, which is great. Like, and that's the thing. Okay. Here's the deal. It's great to be able to do that. Wonderful. But money spends, mm -hmm. you know, and then you, if you get into the cycle is here's what I feel about manifesting. If you get into the cycle of constantly needing to manifest things, what it really means is there's something in the self where you could work on the self to just be innately happy and at peace and enjoy with having less. Like the better manifester I become, the less I actually want. Mm. Do you know, I don't want the Lamborghini anymore. I, you know, I don't want, not that I ever did, but there's things that you want less of because you, while you understand that you could have it, it's not, it loses its importance. It loses its big charge. So I don't know, you know, if, um, if people are still in that mode of like, well, I want to have the relationship that I don't have. The best thing to do is fall in love with yourself, mm -hmm. fall in love with being you. And then, you know, it doesn't really matter what happens. Cause then what happens is we manifest a relationship and we realize, oh, this, this is not making me happy. <laughs> right or you manifest um the house and you realize oh this house isn't making me happy and if i can share this story i remember when i manifested my first house here in hawaii manifested my house full amazing it was exactly what i had written down mm -hmm. in walking distance to the beach because i didn't i don't like living right on the ocean it's too much energy coming at me mm -hmm. everything i had wanted a park-like yard all the things and I wake up every morning going, oh my God, this is paradise. It's amazing. I love it. And then on week three, week three, it hit me like a tr truck. Just, I had the feeling of like sadness. Um, I had the feeling of, oh, um, this didn't give me what I was looking for. Mm -hmm. Here I am in paradise with my paradise house bought and paid for, by the way and in paradise park <laughs> and didn't feel happy didn't feel the feelings that i wanted to feel so i feel like anyone on the manifestation journey is also on the journey of installing the feelings that they want to feel that they're looking towards the outside stuff to give them and that's for me what's happened over the years is okay great i can manifest the stuff but i realize the feeling I can turn that feeling on at the grocery store while I'm standing in a line of 20 people. 
You know what I'm saying? Totally. I'm so glad that you shared that because I feel like that's so, so relatable. Like in the past, I always say this, how sometimes what you think you want isn't really what you want when you get it. Because I've had so many experiences of manifesting, creating something like you mentioned. And then once the thing arrives, I'm like, this isn't really exactly what I wanted. And now I feel like the shift for me has been to manifest those feelings of gratitude, happiness, peace, more so than that like actual thing itself. Totally, right? Mm -hmm. Because the thing itself is bound to have issues and break down and be problematic or, you know, whatever it does at some point. And it's great to be able to manifest. And I think that what we're really trying to learn is how to have the feelings with us you know, and just take them wherever we go. Because the truth is, if you feel abundant, if you feel that radiant love in your heart, there's nothing that gets in the way of that. Like you can be in a pretty awful situation and hold those feelings and the situation will transform. And that's what I think Ascension is all about is at higher levels of consciousness, you know, it's not necessarily about the physical stuff. It's about the energetic stuff, right? We release a lot of this physicality, 3D thing. So we're learning, I believe, how to hold feelings and frequencies. And we're doing it in the school of 3D, uh, basic block building. For sure. For call sure. it third grade. 3D third grade. Yeah. <laughs> and I always like to ask all my guests this. And the question is, what, do you, what is something that you wish more people knew about you? So I find this question fascinating because I believe that when somebody gets in front of you, they will feel you and they will, if you are fully embodied in what you are, there's no need to tell somebody anything. Do you know what I'm saying? Have you ever seen that trusty auto sales that's not at all trusty or do you know like, yeah it's the car, it's the car salesman that's telling you I'm trustworthy. Yes. Come buy from me. So I believe that at my presence and your presence, when you are fully embodied, you don't have to tell people you're a coach, you're a healer, you're a teacher, you're a this, you're a that, you're honest, you're hardworking. None of that needs to be spoken. Mm -hmm. What I believe is that when you're fully embodied, you can show up in front of somebody and likely they'll at some point go, what is it that you do? Or what, what's, you know, can you tell me about yourself? So for me, it's more of a frequency. It's less of a knowing. I wish I don't actually care if somebody knows something. I want them to mm -hmm. feel the radiation coming from me. And as long as they can feel it, doesn't matter what the mind says because the mind will try to trick the heart. Totally. I love that. Yeah, I feel like it's, it's all about the energy, the vibe. It says a lot more than what you're saying through your words always. Yes. Yeah. So, sorry to be contrary on that. but <laughs> No, no. I always love hearing the different perspectives on that question. So what are what are some things that are coming up for you regarding your work, your business, like anything you want to share, some goals you're working towards? 
like events or like what's what am I noticing in general on the planetary scale is that I'm so sorry um, let's talk about both so any okay. events that you have or anything you might notice that would be cool to hear too Okay, cool. So I do have an event coming up. Um, it's an event that I like to run often. It's called Quantum Time Jumping. And it's literally where we look at the main block that's been holding you back. We look at it, we find out where it's living in the body, we identify the core trigger scene that caused that false identity. We then unpack the identity through a series of very embodied practices and then on day two, we rewire that so that it almost acts like something something different and something more positive happened. And when you rewire that in the past unfortunate event, whatever that may be, you then heal forward in time because my in my realm, time is not linear. Time is like a stack instead of a book, like how a book is all written all at once. That's how time works. Um, in my belief system. So, um, so yeah, so then on day two, we basically install a new future version of you through a series of embodied um, breath work. So it's a really, really fun event, but you know, it's not for everybody. It does require like a yoga class. You actually have to do, do the stuff. You can't just sit there and listen and be a passive listener. I mean, you can, but the work really comes in when you do the breath work and you find where it's living and you do this series of things that I walk you through to really locate what's happening. So that's something that's really fun. Um, and then um, I have my Divine Light Energy Healers Academy, which is for coaches and healers and acupuncturists and chiropractors and even doctors, anybody who's in the healing field that wants some extra tools to use with clients and patients so that they get better results mm -hmm. so that the healings don't feel so hard or like a slog or like you're having to force it through mm -hmm. this technique is something that i learned on the other side and um had to really work to understand it and unpack it and be able to teach it and train it so i've got a certification course about that um it's something that's really cool it's an energy frequency that i show people how to work with so that you can really see more intuitively what's happening with your clients and help them turn on their innate healing mechanisms which if you're a healer of any kind or a coach if you're trying to do the healing for the client it innately keeps the client in a position where they're not going to get the long-lasting amazing results that you would want for them so in this certification I show you how to help the client actually take charge and turn on their own innate healing gifts so that they'll get awesome, awesome, awesome results. Um, and then what I'm seeing for, you know, seeing come up, uh, just as a side note for the coaches who are listening to this and entrepreneurs is I'm personally, and I'd love to hear your thoughts, seeing a real big expansion in terms of what people thought they were here to do and speak about and teach versus what they're wanting to do now. Mm -hmm. It's an evolutionary shift. People are having more gifts uh, like clear audience, clear sentience, clairvoyance come online. They might have a knowing that they're here to teach a certain modality or a certain thing that they've been working on. So I'm personally seeing a lot of healers and coaches going to the next level of their own evolution. Um, and ultimately for me, ascension 
and evolution is about embodiment. So to me, the concept of ascension isn't about going to meet your star family and leaving the planet or moving into a crystalline body that doesn't have any mass to it. Um, for me, ascension is more descension in terms of bringing higher frequency consciousness down and embodying it into your physical body and being a different radiation of frequency. And that's not to say that your physical body won't change. It'll probably get a lot healthier and a little bit lighter and brighter. And people will say, what are you doing? You're, what do you, what do you change in your skincare routine? But it's nothing at all to do with what you're putting on your face. That is so cool. Love that. Yeah. I feel like that's, yeah, this constant evolution, ascension or descension, as you mentioned. Yeah. I, I definitely feel that for everyone in the collective. Right. Yeah. So where is the best place for anyone to find you if they want to connect with you? Oh, Instagram by far. I love Instagram so much. It's a great place to connect with me personally. And um, I do a lot of free content there that's helpful. I do energy updates every single month, sometimes twice a month. So the energy updates are my intuitive read on, and I use astrology as well. But um, so I find that there's people that, can't track with astrology. It's too much for the brain to understand all the different things, whereas you are an expert and you're well studied. And so it really lands for you and your clients. But I have people who are like, I don't understand all that. So I just bring forward the energetics that are mm -hmm. coming through so that it's kind of like a, a surf report because I live in Hawaii. So when you go and you want to surf, you look at the surf report to see what you're going to be dealing with and what kind of board you want to bring for the day because it's sometimes different. And so I do these energy updates monthly where you can kind of see the surf energetic surf report so you can see what energies you're going to be working with and how to um, best utilize the energies. And as you know, from astrology, sometimes they're tough. Yeah. Sometimes it's a strong wave day, right? For a strong wavy month or a couple of four or five years. Totally. Yes. Oh, I love that you do that kind of update. I feel like it's definitely very beneficial to people to know that, like the energies that we are working with. So everyone listening, definitely go check out Instagram, check out those energy reports. I feel like they would be definitely very helpful. So before we just end off here, are there any last tips or anything that you want to share with everyone? Hmm. A tip. Um, Let's see. Hang on. Give me one second here because we've talked about so much today. Yes. <laughs> you know, I think the biggest tip that I could say, if you are listening to this podcast and you're like, oh my gosh, this message that um, Jacqueline and I have been talking about has resonated with you, you know, just ask yourself, what could you embody more of? What's your, what's your physical body inviting you to do more of? Is it to be more in your true message? Is it to change up your diet a little bit? Is it to change up your environment? You know, many people are being called to move. Um, are you needing to be in a place that's more supportive of your body's energy? So I would just ask the listener um, as, a, as a tip to just tune in and ask, sit with body quietly. Just ask like, What's going to support you 
on this next expansion wave and make no mistake i mean jacqueline you know we're in a two-year wave cycle of big strong energies planetary energies coming through working on us so what's going to support you in that journey and i always find um you know especially with where saturn is right now like what you can do now to square yourself away and fortify yourself and take care of your physical body, your financial body, your energy body, like whatever you can do now to get yourself in a good spot, it's gonna be really beneficial, you know, as these waves get stronger and stronger and there's more shifts and shakeups and changes, right? In the next couple of years, the things that you're doing on the daily to really bolster yourself get in tune with your highest harmonics mm -hmm. and your highest vibration that is only going to help you but it's also going to help everybody else because when one ship rises we all rise so you doing the work matters you embodying the work matters Yes, that's beautiful. I love that. Thank you so much for that tip. And thank you, Elisa, for joining me today. I feel like our chat was very helpful to everyone at listening. So thank you so much for sharing your story. Oh my gosh, thanks so much for having me. It's been an honor. Thank you so much for listening to Glow Radio. If you are enjoying the podcast, make sure to take a screenshot, share it on your stories, and tag me so that I can reshare it. You can also show your support through leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify. Thank you so much, and I'm sending you lots of abundance and love.